Welcome to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. This is a show to help you be inspired by our Catholic faith, live out the gospel message, and deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm joined each program in the studio with my dear friend, Emily Jaminette. We hope this show provides an uplifting 30 minutes to help you refresh your soul and strengthen your faith. This is born out of our friendship, and we hope it encourages you to deepen and develop spiritual friendships with your sisters in Christ. So hello, Emily. It's great to be here. Oh my gosh. Conference season is here, and I love the series we're doing where we're focusing on speakers, presenters, and details about the day. I think it's going to just bear a lot of fruit. It is so fun to talk about. Finally, after all this time, we are having the conference live and in person February 19th, 2022, and we are looking forward to having all of you attend. Amazing. 2022 is around the corner, Michelle. So this is no longer like out there. Like it is, it is really here. And I'm, I think we should highlight real quick the theme this year because I can't get enough of this theme. Like this is exactly what I need every day when I wake up. (laughs) Yeah. We focused on our conference team on two Timothy one six, one six, rekindle the gift of God that is within you. So we really know that we've all been given this gift at our baptism of our faith, but it's time to set that gift on fire, right? And and really live out the gospel in our lives. You know that COVID was a tough time. We didn't have the conference for a full year, but it is time to rekindle. It's time to awaken. Even, you know, a lot of Catholics aren't going to mass right now. So it's a great opportunity to rekindle is, is the word to get that fire, get the coals moving. Absolutely. And we are so honored today to have our speaker, Janelle Foligno, with us on the line. Janelle is a woman who wears many hats, like so many of us. Um, she's a born and bred northerner from Sudbury, Ontario, Canada, and is the mom of three young children, Milana, Landon, and Hudson, and wife of Nick, the former captain of the National Hockey League, Columbus Blue Jackets, and now with the Boston Bruins. She's an avid philanthropist, lifelong Catholic, and now the author of children's book, Dear Heart. So Milana, her daughter Milana was born with congenital heart defect that could lead to heart failure. So in 2013, their battle with heart disease began. And after many surgeries... And frequent visits to the doctor, Milana is a healthy and inspiring young girl. Throughout these experiences, Janelle, alongside her husband, Nick, have started the Hearts Playbook Foundation to raise funds, awareness for heart health research, congenital heart defect awareness, and hospital centers around the world. Well, welcome, Janelle. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's so great to hear from you. And we miss you here in Columbus, Ohio, but we hope life is well for you out in Boston. It is, it is, and we definitely miss our family and friends um, in Columbus as well. And I say family because a lot of the people there became family because we actually don't have any family that live there, but um, we consider many people there as our family. Well, we certainly, Columbus is that type of town that we certainly embrace our community and especially our Catholic community. So tell us a little bit, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your background. Yeah, so as you mentioned, I was born and raised in Canada. Um, I come from a really small family, and I married into a very big one. So um, that was a really fun transition. And um, now having three kids of my own, um, it's been fun to see them grow and and just come, come to life in their own little personalities. Um, I have a background in education. I taught French immersion in elementary schools after I graduated. And I taught until we moved to Columbus in 2012. 
and now I'm a stay-at-home mom. Like you said, we're in Boston now. Um, I keep myself busy with the kids' activities, and I try to do charity work as much as I can, and just really pouring myself into our family on a daily basis. Um, so hello, welcome to the program today. And I just, Janelle, maybe you could share with our listeners a little bit about your faith journey and, and some of the difficulties Michelle um, began talking about with your daughter's health. You know, how did your faith comfort you or strengthen you during that difficult time? Yeah, I love that you use the word journey because for me, it really has been that. Um, I grew up as a Catholic. I went to Catholic schools my whole life. But I have to say that it wasn't until I met my husband, Nick, that I found myself really connecting with my faith. In Nick's family, participating in their faith was really important to them. And so when I was brought into that, it allowed me to fill a void that I really never knew was there. Um, I started giving myself up to God and believing in His plan and seeing things from a whole new lens. I really... Um, now we enjoy as a family relating to our faith and we're trying to bring that into our children and seeing it through their eyes and solidifying it with them. And I think with everything that we went through as a family, our experiences with Milana's health, but we also had a lot of, um, unfortunately, some other obstacles with our other children health-wise, and it just really helped to solidify it for us. Um, when I grew up, in my family, it wasn't as much of a priority. But then, like I said, when I married into this family, I it opened up that whole world for me that I never knew I really even missed that. And when you mentioned the theme for the conference, it really resonated with me because that has been my journey um, up till now, I guess you can say. And really, when you suffer, especially with your children, I mean, that is life transforming, right? To to be at that bedside of a hospital. I know I've, you know, I've done it myself and you don't have anything, not money. Nothing can change this, right? What situation you're in, not money, not, you know, friends, like only God can be that, you know, there for you in those in those moments. Don't you feel? You're absolutely right. And, um, and Nick and I always say that that is what helped us through, and that's also what made us stronger. The two of us together for our children in those times was just our faith and believing in His plan and just giving ourselves up to Him because it's really all we could do at the time. And you certainly got good news, though, right? Everything, praise God, that your children are healthy now, right? Yes, they are. They're healthy. And, of course, Milana has... um, a lifelong journey ahead of her, and we're constantly following up with her. She sees her cardiology team every three months, and certainly it will follow her throughout her life, and she'll need more um, she'll need more surgeries in the future. But she is definitely healthy and thriving, and we're very blessed. Amen. That is so beautiful to hear. So all of this, you know, your journey, you started a foundation called the Hearts Playbook. So can you tell us a little bit about your foundation? Yeah, so when we first um, found out the news that Milana was born with a congenital heart defect because we didn't know throughout the pregnancy, it all came crashing down about 24 hours after her birth. And from that point on, having had her life saved and the doctor's, and the, the hospitals between Columbus and between Boston, 
we knew that we it was going to be our mission to want to give back to heart-related community and organizations. And we made a personal donation a few years ago um, where we gave a million dollars to Columbus um, Nationwide Hospital and Boston Children's Hospital. But then we knew that we didn't want it to just end there. We knew that we wanted this to be a lifelong commitment to try to make a difference. And we knew that we wanted our family to be a part of it and for Milana to see it come to light. And so we created the Hearts Playbook Foundation so that we can really have this family endeavor and be able to give back um, for years to come. And so far it's been going well. It's still in, you know, the early stages, but we're in Canada and we're in the U.S. And um, we're raising funds through the book that you mentioned that I wrote, Dear Heart. And um, there's been great outpouring of support from the communities, both in Canada and the U.S., and so we've been able to raise some funds that we're starting to give back to the organizations that will help these children with congenital heart defects and also just really important research as well. What a beautiful gift, right? A lot of times our crosses are ones that as Michelle mentioned, punctures our heart and, and brings us to our knees. But when we get on the other side to be able to be so passionate about giving back, I think is a testimony to every aspect of our life. Sometimes it's a big give back, like you mentioned. And other times it's it's a volunteer, it's say a prayer, it's bring a meal. You know, it's it's a little give back. Is there a particular lesson you could share with us on, you know, what you've seen in this journey about giving back? Yeah, I mean, you said it. Um, I think a lot of the times people think that they need to do something big, and that's certainly how we felt in the beginning, that we needed to do something grandiose, and then you realize when you're going through it all the little things that become the building blocks to holding you up throughout your journey with your sick child or whatever it is that you're going through. Um, We experienced that firsthand where somebody would bring a meal or I get emotional because we had so many little things. But one thing that stood out to me was when Milana was first born and she had to transfer to Boston for her first open heart surgery. Of course, she was our first child and it was very scary. And it was, we were in Boston for about two months and we were coming back right before Christmas. And um, we had friends that came and decorated our entire house. They put up her tree, and they surprised us with this beautiful gesture to bring Christmas to us when we didn't know. We didn't even know if we'd be home in time for Christmas. And just to have that, that was like the biggest gesture. And for them, it felt so small to just, you know, go up and put up a few decorations. But it meant the world to us. And so all those little things, um, saying a prayer, lifting somebody up in prayer when you're far away and you can't get to them and bring them anything like just all those little things like I said just they held us together and they they brought us up when we were so down um so I think the message is just never think that something that you're going to say or do is too small because it really isn't especially when you're going through a difficult time just knowing that someone's even thinking about you makes a big difference 
Yeah, it is beautiful. I know when my son was hospitalized about well, 10 years ago now, you know, it, there were all kinds of little gifts. And I was putting up our Christmas tree this year and I pulled out an ornament that my friend Rachel had and her girls had made and sent brought to the hospital. And, you know, I still have it 10 years later. And it's just like such a tender moment, you know, putting that on the tree and remembering that time and all those little acts of love that people were just there to support you and to be there for you when you're going through this really difficult time. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about your book, because after all this, um, you became an author. So tell us a little bit about Dear Heart. Yeah, uh, Dear Heart started off actually as a poem that I wrote for Milana during her recovery from her latest open heart surgery, which was three years ago now. She was recovering in the ICU, and as a parent feeling like helpless in that moment, all I could do was write. I often write in a journal, I just jot down my emotions and it's a way for me to um, release, you know, like that cathartic release. And so I wrote a poem from Milana's perspective. And it was the way that I hoped that she would one day be able to reflect on her journey with a congenital heart defect, how she'd feel about the experiences that she's gone through. And I hoped that she would look back with a grateful heart and a positive outlook on it all. And so that's how I tried to express it when I was writing it. So it lived in the notes in my phone for a really long time before I knew what to do with it. But I figured one day that I would tape it out and I would frame it and give it to her. And it wasn't until I came across, um, Milana was in a theater program in Columbus and there was a little art gallery there. And there was a local artist that had some of her work put up. Her name's Jenny Danko. And something clicked and I thought, I took her card and I emailed her and I asked, would you be able to put this poem that I wrote for my daughter into illustrations? I said, you know, that's the last thing that I'd be able to do. But I said, I'd really like to make something for her. And I still didn't know what it would be. But when she came back with her vision of the images and how she brought my words to life, I knew that I wanted to do something bigger with it. And I thought, I would make it into a book, and she helped me with the entire process um, because I did not know what I was doing. It was my first time even remotely coming close to writing a book and having to publish it and all that. So she was a really big help in that process. And, we, yeah, we just created this unique book that originally I just wanted Milana to have and be empowered by and then realizing that other children who had gone through similar situations might feel pride reading and owning and having that as a keepsake that we decided to turn it into um, an endeavor that we would raise money for the Hearts Play Book Foundation. So that's how it kind of came to fruition. And it's been really well received. And I've had so many messages from so many families that um, I've really enjoyed having it as a keepsake for their child. And I think it just helps to look at things in a positive light when a lot of it can be really heavy And so it's almost just being grateful for the positive outcomes. So beautiful. And this is not your first really endeavor with um, donating your time and talent to helping good causes. I know you've also helped women who are struggling with eating disorders. And I know there are listeners here uh, here that are struggling with that. They have daughters who struggle with that. So do you have any words of wisdom for our listeners on um, those who struggle with these eating disorders? Yes. Um, so I spent a lot of my years while I was living in Ottawa, Ontario. Nick was playing for the team there, the Ottawa Senators, and I was working with an organization that helped a local eating disorder clinic 
I created programs that I would present in the schools to young girls and also boys. Um, but to this day, I'll still like counsel certain people who come to me. Um, I'm not obviously a doctor um, or a professional in that sense, but I do have personal experience with an eating disorder. And so I'm really passionate in helping others when it comes to that. Um, but I think if you're asking for words of advice, I would say first to mothers to try to be aware. Uh, it's important to be aware of your child's behavior when it comes to food, but also be aware of how we're speaking about ourselves and our bodies and our own behavior towards food. I can say that my own eating disorder was propelled by watching my mom on a diet, perpetually on a diet, and trying to follow along with what she was doing. And unfortunately, at that point, it became out of control for me. And it's no fault of hers. I, I never fault her for that because we're all just trying to do our best. And I think a lot of the times we're not even aware of our own words and how our actions are affecting our children. So um, I think that's what I would that's what I would say is just to try as much as you can to be aware of what you're saying and and how we're talking about food and bodies and things like that around our children. I personally try to be really mindful now with my own children. I really um, recognize that within my own family. And so I really am trying to do better when it comes to, especially my daughter, Milana. And, and then if you're talking about somebody who finds themselves struggling with disordered eating, my advice would be to talk to somebody about it. Check in with yourself and be open and honest with yourself first, and then try to communicate that with somebody that you trust. Um, I wish I had had the courage to do that when I was going through my eating disorder. There's so many resources now and people and books out there that can help you along the path with what you're going through and the path to positive body image. But I think that I just wish that I had opened up to somebody at the time because I think that it's scary. A lot of the times you you might not even recognize that you're dealing with it, but if you do, then it's really important to try to talk to somebody that you trust about it. I used to think that I'd feel better if I did this or got here or, or I could always just felt like I could do it on my own, but... I know from personal experience that that's not the case. And I guess I'll just say that communication ends up being the best and most important tool when it comes to this type of thing, because um, that's the catalyst to be able to get the help that you need and, and follow a healthier path. Because again, speaking from experience, like no good will come of continuing on this path. Um, I was lucky to be able to, find my way out and get some help, but um, I still suffer from some health issues because of my time struggling with an eating disorder. So I just try to, whenever I'm working with somebody or speaking with somebody, like it's just really important to try to break through that barrier and find that help that you need because it's so important. You might not realize it right now, but like following you within your whole life's journey, it's going to be important for your health. Well, you are listening to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm in the studio with Emily Jaminette today, and we are talking with Janelle Foligno about our new conference, 2022, Rekindle the Gift of God Within You. Janelle, you know, when you were speaking, I thought it was just a beautiful tie-in to how we started this interview about your journey 
And so even sharing about your journey with um, having an eating disorder, I kept thinking about, you know, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit and to build up women's temples, to build up their faith, to build up them in every way is is such a gift. So we really look forward to being with you in person in 2022 and, and hearing your story and being uplifted and, and know that, you know, God cares about all the details, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And, you know, could you tell the listeners how they could connect with you um, either before the conference or, you know, what's the best way to reach you or the foundation? Yeah, we have a website, um, www.heartsplaybook.com. Our story's there. Um, you can find the book there, and we have a little stuffed character there as well. And we're also on Instagram at the Hearts Playbook. Um, but, of course, if anybody wanted to reach me personally, to you can message on that Hearts Playbook. Um, I'm the one who runs our website and our Instagram account, so I'm really personally involved there. That's so beautiful. What? Thank you for everything you shared with us today. That was really beautiful. We really are so looking forward to having you come in February. Cannot wait to see you. You take care. Give your kiddos a hug from us here in Columbus, all your your friends and family here. And um, we are looking forward to seeing you on February 19th. Thank you. Same here. Really excited. Thank God you. bless. Thank you. Take care. Oh, so beautiful. Wow, we talked about some big topics today. Yes. You know, journeying with your children being sick. Yeah. And even when when we get a little off, you know, when we ended it talking about eating disorders, I really think that was a beautiful, that was heavy. That was yes. heavy, but beautiful. Yes. And I think that so many of us have so many struggles in our lives. Everyone carries a cross, right? And to see that you take that cross and you then you accept it. And I know, we, Emily, we talk about this all the time. You go through these hard times in your life and you carry your cross. And then when that you get to set that cross down for a little while, then it is time to carry that cross for other people and help them. And just those little acts of love, those, you know, bringing somebody a meal, decorating their house for Christmas, like those are things people remember forever and ever. I mean, I still have the Christmas tree that my friend brought to the hospital when Jacob was there and we set it up and his whole classmate ornaments and all those things that happened 10 years ago, they still touch my heart. You know, you bring up just such a, a beautiful point. And, you know, with Janelle speaking, a lot of times, you know, people's bios can just intimidate you. You know, you read someone's bio, you're like, oh, I bet her life is so glamorous. And or we put people, you know, in the, the perfect category or, you know, so far out of reach from reality. But the truth is, everybody's real people, right? Everybody's living their life. And when she spoke about the Christmas tree and how much that meant to her, you know, it, it shows us we all can do something to help someone carry their cross. And, you know, a lot of times I was thinking when she told the story, like in my mind, you know, I might have been like, oh, I wouldn't have done it right. And I wouldn't have put it where they wanted it. You know, like our mind is what a lot of times our biggest limit. But no, just just do be it. open, be yeah. open to that that idea that just might be what the Holy Spirit is asking you and awakening her faith and your faith and, and really speaking on such a beautiful level. And that's how the Holy Spirit works, right? And I, we say this all the time. Like when you hear that voice and you think, I, 
you know, I should do this. I should bring my friend a loaf of, of, of bread and some soup. Like you get that and then you think, oh, that's weird. Like, why, why am I thinking that? And you second guess yourself. And, you know, so, but those times, I can't tell you how many times I get that inspiration from the Holy Spirit and I do it and I bring it and they're like, you don't understand what I was going through. Like, I really needed this today. Thank you so much for that. Whether it's a cup of coffee or a text message, those little things that you do when you're inspired by the Holy Spirit to reach out to others are really important. They are really important. And they, I love, you know, earlier we, we, uh, Tori shared the message that, you know, saints are grows in clusters. I'm going to look that one up by St. John Paul II. But the truth is, we need community. We need the women's conference. We need days like this where we come together and we, we are, you know, united in our, our sisterhood of Christ. And there's just so much healing and there's so much grace. So we're really just blessed. And I appreciate this series that we're going through in meeting each speaker because they're real people with real stories. Yes, absolutely. And it's February 19th. If you didn't catch the date, go to ColumbusCatholicWomen.com to register. And we also will have a live stream ticket this year as well. So I know some people live far away and this uh, podcast can be heard worldwide on the internet. So if you want to join us virtually, you can even get a live stream ticket and, and join us and hear all the amazing talks and pray with us and worship together with us. You know, you bring up a good point too, Michelle, like, you know, just what a gift it is to be able to record this podcast, to be here at St. Gabriel, you know, to be grateful for all of these amazing tools of evangelization. You know, these are a whole, St. Gabriel every day is here to serve, to witness, and then, you know, the podcast being able to go forth. So, you know, show your thanks. Thanks, St. Gabriel, you know, leave a review and, and you know, just make your mark. Those little things can make a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to close today with a prayer by Saint from St. Saint Faustina's Diary, because we talked a little bit about mercy and really trusting in God today. And so I found this beautiful prayer um, from the Diary of St. Faustina. And, you know, Emily and I are big St. Faustina fans, and our first book is Divine Mercy for Mom. So we wanted to incorporate her beautiful message in today's today's podcast. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh my God, when I look into the future, I am frightened. But why plunge into the future? Only the present moment is precious to me, as the future may never enter my soul at all. It is no longer in my power to change, correct, or add to the past, for neither sages nor prophets could do that. And so what the past has embraced, I must entrust to God, or present moment you belong to me whole and entire. I desire to use you best as I can, and although I am weak and small, you grant me the grace of your omnipotence. And so, trusting in your mercy, I walk through life like a little child, offering you each day this heart, burning with love for your greater glory. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank you so much for joining us. Remember to please visit ColumbusCatholicWomen.com to check out all about the Catholic Women's Conference. Rekindle the gift of God that is within you. We'll also be featuring speakers Lisa Brennickmeyer, who is the founder of Walking with Purpose, Father Dave Pavanka. We'll have music by Tori Harris. Of course, we've had Janelle Foligno on the show today and Sister Tracy Duga. So we ask you to please prayerfully join us and register today. So we thank you so much for joining us on Inspired by Faith. We hope you are blessed and inspired by this episode. To find out more about the Catholic Women's Conference, visit, it, visit us at ColumbusCatholicWomen.com. And to hear more about Emily and my work, check out InspireTheFaith.com. God bless. <music>